thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by Trey Roski, co-founder and executive producer for BattleBots. BattleBots, the hit television show featuring fighting robots, has announced an exclusive live Las Vegas show, BattleBots Destructathon, which will open on February 3rd, 2023 at BattleBots' own BattleBox Arena at Caesars Entertainment Studios. The daily live show follows the enormous success of the BattleBots World Championship filming season, which finished taping in front of sold-out audiences last week. Tickets for the first six months of BattleBots Destructathon will go on sale Monday, November 14th. For more information, go to BattleBots.com. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. BattleBots has become a institution in this country. Can you just talk a little bit about, I mean, it's worldwide at this point, but can you talk a little bit about where this idea came from and because it's been around for so long now and what you thought it could have been versus what it's actually become? Um, I don't know. That's a tricky question. It, it You know, so um, BattleBots has always been um, a place to, it's a, it's a place for smart people to have fun. It's a place for um, people to show off what, what's in their heads. You know, uh, it's a place for you to build something and art. It's an art piece. Uh, to me, it's just like, you know, a painting or making a song or, something like that, you you basically engineer a robot and you get to come and show it off. Um, you know, there more and more it's become um, not only showing off your art piece, but people really come to win where I think when it started, it was more a fun thing to get together with a bunch of people that want to have a good time and build, uh, you know, creations of, you know, mechanical creations. Um, where now just about everybody that competes, you know, is really there to win. And which is, you know, proof in the fights this year, the fights were twice as strong, twice as twice as powerful, twice as good as they were last year. So within one year, the robots have gotten twice as destructive. Uh, So the arena uh, last year, I built, I rebuilt the floor of the arena, redid some modifications. Last season, the floor held up great. Uh, it was fine. I just left the floor there. It wasn't really, you know, dented. I put some new paint on it, and off, off we went. And um, this year, they came and started denting my floor again, you know. <laughs> the robots literally, you know, I think it's three-quarter inch steel, um, oh you know, and it just they just beat the crap out of the, the floor again. And you know, of course, they're complaining, hey, your floor is all dented. I'm like, well, you dented it. <laughs> you guys, same people that are complaining about it are the ones that you know are causing the dents, which you know, it's my my part of the competition has become more competing it with them against, you know, and keeping everybody safe and building the battle box to contain this craziness. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to do some work this year between now and next season to uh to do it again i thought i kind of figured out you know how far they can go but they you know motor technology um battery technology you know has yeah. just keeps going exponentially and you, you know you look at a motor and you think oh how much more can they do to it you know well these brushless motors and these speed controllers they're making you know to control those motors 
just really, you know, and how much, how efficient they are uh, is unbelievable. And the amount oh. of the, the fights this year, I think there were three fights this year that, you know, were kind of, eh, you know, um, the rest of them were incredible. And usually it's, you're counting it the other way, you know, how many great fights do we have today and, and, and kind of thing. I mean, the fights, the contestants really brought it. Uh, they all came to win, like I said, and it uh, is pretty phenomenal. Um, this season is spectacular. We're in the edit room now and putting it all together, and it's uh, it's it's great. It's really good. And is that something where it keeps getting pushed further and further and further? Because, um, I mean, you have kids that are learning this when they're in middle school, high school, going to college. They've had they're coming to this with 15 years of experience. It's not just people that, Hey, here's an idea. Let me do this. It's something that's established now. So with technology and with how long people have been doing this, of course, it's gotten just so much more intense and the the builds have gotten so much more complex and impressive. Is there a point that it gets to where you have to rethink about the actual execution of the show? Um, Maybe I don't think I'm there yet. Um, but you know, what, what's interesting that you kind of touched on is, um, the designs, the ideas of the robots. Um, you know, there's so many different ideas, you know, you do have people that copy a good idea or something that was successful, uh, last year, you know, there'll be people that, that built it. We had two, two robots that end up, uh, in the final championship, uh, which I won't tell you. Uh, this year uh, that um, we've never seen before in the final championship. And they are completely different than what has ever made it to both of them. So they they are unique um, ideas. But it is interesting to see how people come up with ideas, to see them perfect their ideas. Um, both of these robots were have competed in the past and have never made it this far. And, and you know, the, the both of them, either one of them winning would have changed our sport and, you know, our, our, it evolved our sport, I guess is the right way to put it. And uh, it's really exciting to see that happen. And that's really what it's about. I love people coming up with new ideas. I loved, you know, Tantrum, for example, uh, last last year, you know, last year's winner. And I've used this example a couple of times. Tantrum, when it submitted their design and Greg and I looked at it and we said, oh, you know, that's very interesting. It's that's very cool looking. You know, I'm not sure how well it could do, you know, but uh it's interesting. And and definitely he was let in, she was let in um to you know compete. And um the first year uh Tantrum competed, they didn't do that well. And you know, we kind of looked at it and said, okay, that's kind of what we expected. And then they came back the next year. And they did incredible. And we were like, whoa, okay, wait a minute here. You know, maybe they're on to something. And of course, they came back, not last season, but the season before, and won. And, you know, that's what it's about. It's about coming up with a new idea and, you know, perfecting it, sticking with it, and dialing it in and getting it to a point to where, um, you know, it's a perfect robot. And, you know, that the that part blip was, you know, part of that team, you know, or the one of the people who, um, you know, and, and Blip came afterwards, Tantrum, you know, and he decided to build uh, Blip and came up with a new idea, new engineering design, and, um, you know, it's, keeps trying to perfect it. And, um, you know, it, uh, it, it, it it's interesting what people stick with. 
you look at some of the ideas and you kind of go, oh, you know, why would you stick with that? You keep losing, you know, or it's not really engineered um, properly. And then it's, you know, and then you get other people who come and they stick with it to perfect it and they perfect it and then end up winning like Tantrum or, you know, some of these other ideas, you know, will they ever win? I don't know. Um, it, it's uh, it's an amazing place to come test your ideas and it's an amazing place to come test your engineering um and it, it really makes us you know all better people including the um you know every one of these contestants because they are testing their engineering and where do you get to test your engineering you know but when it's done uh and or um you know in the battle box uh where it is and, that, and i mean that in every level when you look at you know, somebody who builds a bridge, there's a TV show, I think it's, you know, that about catastrophes, engineering catastrophes, right, where, you know, they show a bridge that fell or something like that, and they show the mistakes. And, you know, I remember the Bay Bridge, you know, the new Bay Bridge was built and the bolts weren't lined up right or something. And they had, you know, and they've been fixing that or whatever. Um, you know, there's a reason we need to test things. We, there's a reason we need to um, build things and test them and BattleBots gives you that opportunity to test these ideas to the T. And there's a reason we still crash cars. You know, there there is, you know, yeah, technically we, 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 have, we have computer programs that can simulate that, but they're still not perfect. You know, we still need to test crashing cars to see how to keep people safe. And this is kind of an ultimate, you know, place to take those ideas, come up with new ideas. You know, it kind of contains it. In, to a certain extent and, and limits it to a certain extent, but it, it allows your brain to say, Hey, what can I make? You know, how can I take it to the next level? How can I win? And uh, that's what people are coming to BattleBots to do. You know, there's one thing that you were talking about that I, it really resonates with me. And it's this idea of where engineering and each other. And I think people often see them as, they exist in separate lanes, but they're actually, there's a lot of overlap between the two of them. You know, Akira Kurosawa, the filmmaker, he had this idea that you never finish a film. You simply walk away from it at some point in time. Um, you, you know, you put down the, your, there's a final brush stroke, but you never actually finished the painting. It's just, you walked away at some point. And so with these engineering, with these designs, they keep coming back to it and keep refining and building. And there could be a point where they walk away. It doesn't mean it was ever finished. It's just there was a point where the engineering stopped. And the idea of how individuals use these designs also to self-express through them beyond just um, the effectiveness of how they can destroy one another, but you can see personality in every one of these robots. Every one of these builds, I feel like they have a character behind them. Yes, absolutely. And they're, you know, they're built for a purpose, you know, to survive to a certain extent, which is something we all want to do. I mean, yes, you're making something that fights, you're making something that, uh, you know, is trying to destroy and beat the other guy one way or another. Um, but really, you're making something also to survive, which, you know, there are instincts in us that, you know, that I think why people watch the show, I think why, you know, it's such a hook. Um, which is really what it is. BattleBots is a hook to get kids interested in math and physics. It's a way to make school make sense. It's a way for them to ask the question. It's the way for them to put down their iPads and iPhones and, you know, and do something real. You know, these fake, these video games, you know, are bad, some of them, you know, especially the ones where they're shooting people or 
you know, raping somebody or doing something okay. just stupid that, you know, that make no sense to me. Um, and then you look at some sports, you know, there are what we call sports, fake wrestling, if that's a sport, you know, fighting to there's a There's athleticism, point. but it's performance. Yes. yes, there's absolutely athleticism and, and stuff. But, you know, even boxing to me is kind of, you know, why, why do we need to hit each other? You know, why do we need... You know, that that kind of violence against people is bad, in my yes. opinion. You know, why do, why do people watch it is what I ask myself. Why do people encourage it? Why do people, you know, um, you know, pay the money to these people for what what they're doing? You know, and to me, there's some sort of hook there that makes people do it. Where does that hook come from? My guess is it's a past instinct in us. My guess is we all had to hunt for food, you know. We all had to, you know, go out and scavenge and, you know, this was something is inbred in us, in our brains somewhere in the past to want violence or to accept violence. Um, and BattleBots gives you that with no regret, no guilt. You know, when you go to see a car race, you know, there's a lot of people that want to see a crash. You know, how are these guys are driving at 200 miles an hour and you kind of want to see a crash or something happen. But then when it happens, you feel guilty. You know, and then when the guy gets out of the car, or gal gets out of the car and they're walking and they're OK, you know, you all cheer like, oh, my God, I'm OK. I'm, I can forgive myself for wanting to see that crash where BattleBots doesn't have that negativism. It's all positive, you know, and once you build something, you can always build it again and you're building it to do this job, which is, you know, to survive, to, you know, go up against somebody else, to be able to beat somebody else, um, you know, with their idea. And um if we can do that, that then we've well, accomplished what we came here to do. You have accomplished that because I have uh, living proof of it with my 12-year-old son who, <laughs> when he we first started watching the show together, he was in kindergarten. And we started talking about these um, these builds and he knew that in his school district, there was a STEM school that he could go to and he could start having that early focus on engineering and math and science. And that's where he wanted to go. And it was... This was the catalyst that inspired that. And it unlocks all these other things for him that it's just been incredible to watch. And this show is directly responsible for that, just unlocking that in a way that I don't think I would have been able to just by telling him, look, this makes really cool stuff. You have to kind of see it, I think, when you're that age. And once you we open that door, it's all, you know, it's all gravity at that point. You know, yeah. then they start to go down that path and it just suddenly everything comes together and they want to do something. They want to build something. They want to. You know, whether you let them or not, I mean, I've, I've heard stories of kids going down to the garage and, you know, by the time mom gets home, the lawn mowers apart and, the, you know, thing will never run again, but he's making his battle bot out of it. And, you know, it's, and to a certain extent, that's okay, you know. So. Oh, I, I will never have a problem if I come home and my kid is torn apart something, the car, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't be happy yeah. about that. But, you know, a lawnmower leaf blower something like that he's taking apart the old in a vcr or something just to figure out how it works and he's trying to repurpose it into something else 100 on board with that i will encourage that all day long some of these one of these contestants that you know i best friends with this little kid you know did that took apart his grandmother gave him you know his first car at 16 years old and he tore it apart and bored and stroked the engine and completely got it back together and turned the key and it started and you know, and and that's that's huge you know oh yeah and just 
the, the, the life skills that you gain from that and how you can apply that in any field, in any purpose and understanding how things come together and how they fall apart and how you can put them back together again and understanding, you know, the effect that friction has on objects and all these like little things that you pick up from that. It's just incredible. And the life lessons you get from it go from everything from your career to your personal life and how they can be impacted by that. So it's really, to me, at least I'm deeply inspired by science, by engineering. And just, I find such hopefulness in it and it brings me so much joy. Yeah. It almost, you know, it, it, to a certain extent, there's some negative to it. You know, when you look at, you know, you buy a car and then you find out why they put a screw in a spot or used a certain, you know, thing. You're like, what, what were they thinking when they did this, you know, or engineered them and this terrible engineering, you know, uh, and you want to reinvent everything because they did something like I look at my meat slicer the other night, and that is the worst engineering thing I've ever seen. There isn't one out there that's engineered right. You know, they are the hardest things to clean. They're the hardest thing, you know, it's just let one of our guys or gals engineer it. You know, I guarantee you it's going to be magic. Today's episode of the Following Films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. I'm joined today by my son, Jacob. Jacob, say hello to people. Oh, there you go. You're already on it. So, Jacob, when you go to Bookman's, what is it that you like to look at? What do you like to get? To get toys uh, and movies and and the coffee news. You like to look at the movies and you like to get the coffee news, the newspaper they have out front? That's great. So, last time we went into Bookman's, I picked up a movie. Um, What movie did I get, Jacob? as it hurts of the uh, ex, uh, as the cover. Sorry, sorry. So, no, no, you're okay. Would you talk a little bit about what you see on the cover of Escape from New York on this Blu-ray that I got? So, based on this cover, you see grass shattered and also the Statue of Liberty's face fell apart because in this movie, Escape from New York, is the introduction is a man trying to save the president's daughter and New York turns into a prison in this movie and there's the hero as you can see very strong in fact oh yeah now this is one of my favorite movies I love this movie now you're too young to watch it because you're only six years old but do you think in a couple years from now when you get a little bit older you'll want to check out Escape from New York yes okay what's a movie that you've seen that we picked up at Bookman's that you like come here talk so that people can hear you Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. That's a great movie. So when you're going to Bookman's, you can get movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4K, Laserdisc, VHS. You can also get comic books, books, newspapers, magazines, home furnishings. Uh, You can get tons of stuff there. Because remember, Bookman's has your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yay, that was a good idea. So I remember hearing a story uh, that there was a helicopter that was invented where it took seven tools to build or take the entire thing apart. Um, And that's engineering, you know, some of these, and I heard that from one of our teams who used all the exact same size screw everywhere in the entire robot. So there's only one screw for the robot that works everywhere, you know, and that's, that's engineering. That's when it gets, you know, you don't need all these, you know, different, screwdrivers and different parts and different sizes. I mean, that's when somebody has gone to the T and thought through every level of it and really engineered it and designed it.
That's the cynical engineering of what you're talking about, where when I'm changing out the cabin filter on my car and I notice that it's a specialty nut that they put in there and I just replaced it with a screw. It doesn't make any damn sense why they would do that other than they want to make you go and pay for a part and pay for a tool and do this. So that has to be a very specific thing. But I mean, you just take that out and replace it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Or they put the screw in a spot where you, you know, you can't get the tool in properly or, or easily or something. It's like, you know, how come you didn't think this through or, you know, we got to change this, you know, especially in that case where it's literally something that is designed to be changed. (laughs) Why make it complicated in that sense? So, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm wondering though, have you seen a design that has changed your opinion over time where you saw something and out of the gate, there was a piece of engineering that you were like, I, this is never going to work. And then somebody keeps coming back to it. And eventually there's the Eureka. There's a thing they had a breakthrough with it. They saw something that you didn't maybe. Well, I think tantrum was a little bit like that. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, tantrum was definitely one that, that uh, it, it was different enough to say, you know, we got to see what we're missing here. You know, it was different enough to, to, for your brain to say, uh, this is something I don't quite understand, but let's see where they're going with it. You know, and that's true in life all over the place, right? Why do they do certain things certain ways? Sometimes there's perfectly good reasons for it. Um, you know, and then here they third year into competing, they beat the crap out of everybody. And, you know, then you kind of, and, and then this year they want to retire it, you know, I'm like, no, you can't retire it yet. <laughs> like, you know, but I love that idea too, because it's, you know, they've got a new idea. They've got something new and they think they can, you know, perfect that and do that uh, element. And it's always neat to see the solutions people come up with uh, every year. Just walking through those pits is the most amazing part of my experience. And uh, it's, it hasn't been as good the last few years because of COVID. I haven't been able to go in there and study right. everything and understand everything, but it's the greatest group of people and everybody will, you know, teach you everything that, you know, they've done. There's no secrets in there. Uh, it's, you know, it's a bragging spot. It's where you say, here's, here's how I solved this problem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of peacocking, I would imagine. So, and can, do you talk a little bit about the, the purpose that I had you on here today was to talk about the, the show, the residency, I, I, what are you calling this in? In Las Vegas that you're going to be. Yeah, so the residency, I guess, is a temporary thing, right? So this is so a permanent at this Caesars. This is a permanent thing. Yeah, oh, so I, I made that mistake too. Yeah, so I said, oh, we got a residency show. No, 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 you're not a residency. <laughs> a okay, good. I'm, I'm in good company to make a mistake like that. <laughs> so our deal is we have a three-year deal with Caesars. So we're going to be in that location for three years. And up until this point, Greg and I have been, you know, basically deciding uh, what robots get to go. Um, you know, we look at them all and study them all and try to decide. Now, Greg and I, our first robot was La Machine, and we would not have picked La Machine as a robot that got to go. Uh, it was only after, and everybody laughed at La Machine. When we pulled that La Machine out the very first time, we had Team Berkeley sitting behind us, and they had you know, five gas powered motors in their robot. And they looked at us like, what the heck is it? What's it going to do? You know, that's a piece of crap, you know, giggle everything else. And here we beat the crap out of them, piled them up in a corner on top of other robots. So nobody really knows. Um, Last I heard, I think we had about 800, over 800 robots. I think it was 837 or something like that, that had submitted 
to become a BattleBot. So basically people go onto the website and they say, I'd like to build a BattleBot and they start submitting their designs and ideas. And in the past, Greg and I have chosen um, by looking at that and trying to find out if they could build it and all that kind of stuff, um, who gets to go. And, and that's not right because we would have never picked ourselves. And we won not only the middleweight, but the heavyweight competition that first year. And for, you know, I would like to get back to that opportunity where anybody gets a shot at the title. So this, this, the live show gives us that opportunity. It allows, you know, most of these robots are so dangerous, you know, that without the battle box to contain them, they're not safe to even turn on, mm-hmm. let alone drive around, you know, the street in your backyard or yeah. whatever else. And not very many people, if, you know, can afford to build their own battle box and set it up in their backyard or whatever. It's a, you know, monstrosity of what you know what it is and this expense is unbelievable um the live show gives us the opportunity for newbies uh as i like to call them at this point um to come build a robot without you know and show up and prove themselves and get ranked and get into the television show it allows the veterans the old bees (laughs) to a chance to come practice and dial it in uh, I can't tell you how many robots have been built and they want it. They have new wheels and they want to test their wheels on the floor sure. and how they work and how much traction they get, or, you know, they want to check, you know, some other, you know, element and just see if it works, see if their you know, weapon can literally flip somebody, you know, to the height that they want to flip them, you know, and it to go the speed they want it to go and to, you know, this gives them that opportunity to practice and come play. Um, so the ideas, you know, we have made, uh, I think, 15 show bots. And they're basically famous bots that uh, we've built quite a few of to put on a show. And we've got a, a bunch of different shows. So the show evolves and changes. Nightly, it will be different. Uh, some nights, it'll be fight night where you'll just see, you know, some of the show bots and some of the newbies or some of the veterans coming and competing and there'll be fights and they will get rankings from that. Uh, some nights it'll be uh, like bounty hunters. So there'll be a bounty on the, and there'll be fights and a competition to get to go up against the bounty. Some of the nights will be a, a straight on competition. So we'll have multiple of all the robots. We have to put this on, you know, in an hour and a half. So we will have all the robots made. So there'll be five witch doctors and five nightmares and, you know, the well, three. Anyway. Oh, interesting. Okay. So in ready to go. So, you know, if, if nightmare wins, he goes on and goes against witch doctor and, you know, if nightmare wins again, then he goes on, you know, so he'll have three fights that night to be the champ. So it'll be a mini championship. Um, there are some other little twists and contests that we're working on and we'll experiment with those. I don't want to go into detail till we figure sure. out what work, um, but we've got at least half a dozen ideas of, interesting little, you know, kind of play competitions. They, the fights are real. Um, there's elements of them that are designed to entertain, um, but they're real. And the, there is no prediction of the outcome. There is certain robots that can beat other robots most of the time. So if two robots, you know, go up against, if, if Nightmare goes up against Ginsu, Nightmare is probably going to beat Ginsu every single time. Um, but we're not staging it. Now, Ginsu's not bulletproof, but pretty damn close and can take all the blows that Nightmare can throw out. 
it will work probably till the end. But if it goes to a judge's decision, um, you know, the audience who are now the judges in the live show will probably give it to Nightmare and that'll be nightly. But Ginsu is going to go out and he's going to try to figure out a way to take out Nightmare every single night. And there probably is a way that we might be able to figure out how to beat him. Um, and that's kind of the... That's the interesting, yeah. So it, it is real now you know, you, you, you will see some of the same fight. There'll be a Ginsu nightmare match um, every so often, you know, we're not picking the same robots to go up against each other every night or anything like that. So, you know, maybe once every, you know, three weeks, there might be a Ginsu nightmare match. It's, it's not necessarily random, um, but there is some randomness to it. Um, obviously we're putting on a, a good show, uh, it'll be very similar to what you see in an hour and a half of TV. So when you watch the TV show, you will get very similar to that same type of feel, but it will be live and it will be real. It'll be sped up uh, to a certain extent. Um, and uh, you'll get the opportunity to see the robots in the pits and get that kind of experience and all that. But it, it's uh, it, it's going to be real. The show bots are there to give you a good show regardless of what happens with the newbies and the veterans, because some of the newbies, they need to come dial it in. Like, you know, there was a team that came this year, a uh, big military team. I don't want to put out any names, but they, you know, they built for the military. They make all these, you know, drones and fancy, you know, tanks and everything else. And they thought they were going to come and kick ass and they got the, they got a hand it to them. You know, um, they didn't do well at all. Uh, and that's the way it usually is. So there will be um, a lot of newbies that need to come and just go through the experience to figure it out. We are also planning on making um, videos kind of, um, uh, you know, professional videos that would show people the mistakes that people make. And so newbies, you know, and veterans, but newbies especially can watch these videos when they are in the build process and hopefully try to perfect some of the problems that they had find when they showed up at the event uh, and actually competed. So we're hoping they'll see these, you know, they want to check on speed controllers. They can see what mistakes people have made in the past and how to mount your speed controllers so they can take impact and shock and, you know, protect your batteries so they can take impact and shock and, you know, what not to do on motors. So there'll be all these, you know, kind of like masterclass videos yeah. that'll help the newbies, um, you know, build the robots so they have less of a learning curve than somebody new, uh, like this military team that showed up this year that thought they were going to, you know, clean house and basically didn't win one fight. <laughs> well, they, they can go sip, spend a league at the double uh, A uh, team and they can, you know, get get the get some of their skills down and then they'll be ready for, you know, prime yeah. time at that point before you go to the we'll big show. We'll probably put newbies against each other to start with. Um, Makes sense. You know, unless they, you know, feel that they want to take on one of the show bots or one of the, uh, you know, pros or veterans. Um, and then we'll probably put veterans against each other unless they want to take on something else. It's kind of a, you know, open open door thing. We're hoping people sign up uh, for this and and come for about two to three days. So most of these newbies will have to make three fights if they come. Uh, there'll be some incentive for them. We'll pay them something. We'll give them a hotel room. We'll, you know, cover some of their expense and 
uh, all that. It won't be like the television show. We'll probably give them some prize money and that thing, you know, stuff, but uh, it'll be worth their while. Um, and from that, they get into the TV show and it, you know, get the opportunity to prove to the world what they can do. I can't wait to check this out. I'm super excited for this. And you even mentioned, you know, if uh, you have the same bots going against each other once every three weeks or so, I guarantee those are going to be different fights, though. You're going to see they're going to they're, the execution of them. Just they won't be the exact same things, even if you were. And this seems like something you could revisit the show multiple times. Absolutely. And, and you learn. And that part of the, you know, the fighting process in the regular TV show, too, is about learning. When you go up against somebody, you learn what worked and what didn't work. And there's so much strategy from behind the scenes that you never see. There's so many things that happen uh, driving-wise and the pits-wise. Uh, you know, one of the fights, I think it was um, it was Valkyrie and, uh, and Huge. Was it, oh, no, it was Mammoth. It was Mammoth and Valkyrie. So there was a piece of Mammoth that got stuck in, as soon as the match started, that when in Mammoth went over to Valkyrie and stuck this piece in his centrifugal weapon, uh, and it was the perfect width. It was, you know, we had to go separate the robots or tried to, and it was practically impossible to get this thing apart. Um, you know, but you know what happened in the pit. He went over there and he went and talked to her or whatever, and somehow he put his thumb down there and, oh, this is the height, this is the measurement. I'm going to go make my piece that high. I'm going to stick it in there and I stop their weapon. You know, and through that kind of process nightly, we'll be able to, you know, figure out what might be able to beat. So Ginsu might be able to beat Nightmare at some point when it figures out its flaw or its hole, you know, and I stick this in here or cut the chain there. If I turn this way, you know, he's got a belt and a chain. Everything has a weakness. All you got to do is find it. So if Ginsu yeah. can find that weakness and take a beating from him and keep working, it, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll make the upset. And I'm excited. I, I can't wait to come check this out. Is uh, the tickets are going to go on sale for next year, I believe on the 14th. Is that correct? Of November? I think that's correct. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. And so yeah. where should we send people to get the tickets? They're just the battlebots.com website. And, and I think that takes them to battlebots.com slash tickets or something, but you'll see it at the top of the page. And uh, yeah. And I, and, you know, yeah. The fact that your home is at Caesars, that's so perfect. It <laughs> just is so absolutely what a perfect place for this. It is. And it, I think it's going to be great. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity to see something new in Vegas and different and that evolves and changes. You know, you go see some of these other shows, they're the exact same. Yeah. I can't tell you how many shows I've seen over and over and over in Vegas because you get your new buddy, it comes or whatever, and you want to show them a show and you know, it's the exact same and it's boring. Ours is going to evolve. Ours is going to change. Ours will be different. You can come two nights, three nights, four nights in a row, Come, you know, and it'll be different. And we're going to play with it. We're going to have fun with it. And you're going to see different robots. It allows all these people who've been a little bit stifled in the past that say they can build something to come prove it. That's and awesome. No better opportunity. And the robots, you know, once they're, you know, once you build something, you can always build it again, you know, and you can always make it better and you can always improve upon it. And that's what this is about. It opens this door to keep improving, to make something really cool and come show it to the world. Absolutely. 100%. No, I'm so excited that you get to share this this way. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out the show. 
You bet. Thank you for, for doing this. Awesome. Look forward to it. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.